0: A little snowbird the birds Christmas Carol it was very early Christmas morning and in the stillness of the dawn with the soft snow falling on the housetops a little child was born in the bird household they had intended to name the baby Lucy if it were a girl but they had not expected her on Christmas morning and a real Christmas baby was not to be lightly named the whole family agreed in that. They were consulting about it in the nursery. Mr. Bird said that he had assisted in naming the three boys, and that he should leave this matter entirely to Mrs. Bird. Donald wanted the child called Dorothy after a pretty, curly haired girl who sat next, next him in school. Paul chose Luella for Luella was the nurse who had been with him during his whole babyhood up to the time of his first trousers and the name suggested all sorts of comfortable things. Uncle Jack said that the first girl should always be named for her mother no matter how hideous the name happened to be. Grandma said that she would prefer not to take any part in the discussion, and everybody suddenly remembered that Mrs. Bird had thought of naming the baby Lucy for Grandma herself, and while it would be indelicate for her to favor that name, it would be against human nature to suggest any other under the circumstances. Huff the hitherto baby, if that is a possible term, sat in one corner and said nothing about names, feeling in some mysterious way that his nose was out of joint, for there was a newer baby now, a possibility he had never taken into consideration, and the first girl, too, a still higher development of treason which made him actually green with jealousy. However, it was too profound a subject to be settled then and there on the spot, besides mother had not been asked, and everybody felt it rather absurd, after all, to forestall a decree that was certain to be absolutely wise, just, and perfect. The reason that the subject had been brought up at all so early in the day lay in the fact that Mrs. Bird never allowed her babies to go overnight unnamed. She was a person of so great decision of character that she would have blushed at such a thing. She said that to let blessed babies go dangling and dawdling about without names for months and months was enough to ruin them for life. She also said that if one could not make up one's mind in 24 hours, it was a sign that but I will not repeat the rest, as it might prejudice you against the most charming woman in the world. So Donald took his new velocipede and went out to ride up and down the stone pavement and notch the shins of innocent people as they passed by, while Paul spun his musical top on the front steps, but Huff refused to leave the scene of action. He seated himself on the top stair in the hall, banged his head against the railing a few times, just by way of uncorking the vials of his wrath, and then subsided into gloomy silence, waiting to declare war if another first girl baby was thrust upon a family. Meanwhile, dear Mrs. Bird lay in her room, weak but safe and happy with her sweet girl baby by her side, and the heaven of motherhood opening again before her. Nurse was making gruel in the kitchen, and the room was dim and quiet. There was a cheerful open fair in the grate, but though the shutters were closed, the side windows that looked out on the church of our Savior next door were a little open. Suddenly a sound of music poured out into the bright air and drifted into the chamber. It was the boy choir singing Christmas, Christmas anthems. Higher and higher rose the clear, fresh voices, full of hope and cheer, as children's voices always are. Fuller and fuller grew the burst of melody as one glad strain fell on another in joyful harmony. Carol, brothers, Carol, Carol Carol joyfully, Carol the good tidings, Carol merrily, and pray a gladsome Christmas for all your fellow men. Carol Brothers, Carol, Christmas Day again! One verse followed another, always with the same sweet refrain and and a gladsome Christmas for all your fellow men. Carol Brothers, Carol, Christmas day again, Mrs. Bird thought as the music floated in upon her gentle sleep that she had slipped into heaven with her new baby, and that the angels were bidding them welcome, but the tiny bundle by her side stirred a little. And though it was scarcely more than the ruffling of a feather, she awoke, for the mother ear is so near the heart that it can hear the faintest whisper of a child. She opened her eyes and drew the baby closer. It looked like a rose dipped in milk. She thought this pink and white blossom of girlhood were like a pink cherub with its halo of pale yellow hair, finer than floss silk. Carol, brothers, Carol! Carol joyfully, Carol the good tidings, Carol merrily, the voices were brimming over with joy. Why, my baby, whispered Mr. Mrs. Bird in soft surprise, I had forgotten what day it was. You are a little Christmas child, and we will name you Carol, Mother's Christmas Carol. What is that? asked Mr. Bird, coming in softly and closing the door behind him. Why, Donald, don't you think Carol is a charming name for a Christmas baby? It came to me just a moment ago in the singing, as I was lying here half asleep and half awake. I think it is a delightful name, dear, and sounds just like you. And I hope that being a girl, this baby has some chance of being as lovely as her mother. At which speech from the baby's father, Mrs. Burley, though she was as weak and teared as she could be, blushed with happiness. And so Carol came by her name. Of course it was thought foolish by many people, though Uncle Jack declared laughingly that it was very strange if a whole family of birds could not be indulged in a single Carol. And Grandma, who adored the child, thought the name much prettier than Lucy, but was glad that people would probably think it short for Caroline, and so the family would not be criticized as being over-romantic. Perhaps because she was born in holiday time, Carol was a very happy baby. Of course, she was too tiny to understand the joy of Christmastide, but people say there is everything in a good beginning, and she may have breathed in unconsciously the fragrance of evergreens and holiday dinners, while the peals of sleigh bells and the laughter of children may have fallen upon her baby ears. and wakened in them a glad surprise at the merry world she had come to live in. Her cheeks and lips were as red as holly berries. Her hair was for all the world the color of a Christmas candle. Flame and her eyes were bright as stars, her laugh like a chime of Christmas bells, and her tiny hands forever outstretched in giving. Such a generous little creature you never saw. A spoonful of bread and milk had always to be taken by mother or nurse before Carol could enjoy her supper. Whatever bit of cake or sweetmeat found its way into her purty fingers was straightway broken in half to be shared with Donald, Paul, or Huff. And when they may believe, nibble the morsel with affected enjoyment. She would clap her hands and crow with delight. Why does she do it? asked Donald thoughtfully. None of us boys ever did. I hardly know, said Mother Bird, catching her darling to her heart, "Cept that she is a little Christmas child, and so she has a tiny share of the blessedest birthday the world ever knew. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.